1976, Donnie Marie Osmond were trying to heal the divide between the genres of country and rock with the Marty Cooper penned song, A Little Bit Country, A Little Bit Rock and Roll. It uh, didn't work, but in the year 2000, there were more pressing matters at hand. New metal act Limp Biscuit had just recorded two versions of the same song, one a little bit hip-hop, and the other a little bit rock and roll. But which was better? The song, a single from their third studio album, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, started as a collaboration between Biscuit frontman Fred Durst, rappers DMX, Method Man, and Redman, along with production by Swizz Beats. The rest of Durst's band were not impressed with the result when the track was presented to them. Quote, After we heard it, we were like, no man, we've got to turn this into a rock song, said guitarist Wes Borland. After the band laid down their version of the track, they ended up liking both versions, and so both were included on the album and released as singles. So which one is better? In the US, the hip-hop collab track was the one to chart, peaking at number 65. But in the UK, the rock single proved more popular. The song proved to be an international success, hitting the top 10 in Austria, Finland, Germany, and Norway, and the accompanying music video won the MTV Video Music Award for Best Rock Video in 2001. The music video featured cameos from Ben Stiller, Stephen Dorff, and breakdancer Mr. Wiggles, but the video is predominantly remembered for Durst's iconic red hat, white shirt, and blue jeans combo, and the band's performance on the South Tower of the World Trade Center. So beloved was this appearance that the Port Authority of New York sent the band a thank you card and a fruit basket for featuring the World Trade Center in their video. That fruit basket was sent on September 10th, 2001. That's right, we're talking Limp Biscuits rolling on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is doing it all the time. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined today not by my uncaring co-host Alex Mildenberger, but by the original guest, Mr. Stevo the TiVo himself. It's Steven Reynolds. Hello. What's up, Steven? Not much. I'm just keeping it rolling, you know? I keep it rolling, 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 rolling. Also, I, yeah, dog. I thought I thought you said Limp Biscuits roll in 9-11, not roll in 9-11. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I, I see what you did there. You're referring to, of course, a private message that nobody listening to this will have seen. And I did say rolling. I think there's maybe my connection is, is that the World Trade Center wasn't a target until this music video made it over to the Middle East. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Whereas like (laughs) they were either aiming for Limp Bizkit or they were fans trying to, you know, like get to them. Right. They were like trying to see if they could just play on the tower every day. You know, when you see American culture just through the lens of the media that comes out, you're like, okay, it's different out there. They have a band that plays on the World Trade Center. Exactly. They were just going to do circles. They're going to open up the windows and just like jam out. Yeah. They were going to keep it rolling, 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 rolling. Um, Steven Reynolds, welcome back. It has been two and a half years since you were last on the show for uh, Pumped Up Kicks, which has a very different energy to this song. Uh, arguably both about national tragedies. That's true. Well, rolling is more of a national tragedy. Whereas, like, <laughs> <laughs> Pumped Up Kicks is about, you know, shooters. They both, they both got shooter energy, but for different reasons. So I guess this is, <laughs> I guess this is on brand for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Both <laughs> angry white kid vibes. 
angry white kid vibes. Um, is that what you've been doing for these past two and a half years, being angry and white and a, and a child? Oh, 100%. It's like during COVID, you know? You got, uh, you got your you got your taxi driver. Yeah, big taxi driver energy. You're doing your push-ups. You're tempering your skin for fires. Exactly. Like, the amount of training that man does in that movie versus the amount of, like, actual murder he does, I was a little shocked. It's on par with, like, SEAL Team 7, or SEAL Team 6, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it was bombastic when he he gets into it, but it was, I was expecting it to be a little more, I think, just like the back end of American Psycho, where he's, like, feeding cats to murderous ATMs and run from the cops and shit. Yeah. But it was a a little more subtle than that. Yeah, pretty much. It was just like... I don't like drug dealers and pimps. Yeah. That pimp played by uh, Harvey Keitel, who plays the wolf in uh, Pulp Fiction, the guy who helps John Travolta and Samuel Jackson clean up the car. Oh, really? Very different energy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his name in the credits. I was like, who the fuck? Like, who does he play? And then he's, he's the greasy pimp guy. Interesting. Very different, yeah. About a twenty-year span, so he's actually like kind of young in seventy-six. But we're not here to review the <laughs> taxi driver. <laughs> we're here to talk about Roland Stephen. You told me recently I should have looked up the text messages, but that you are kind of a fan of Limp Biscuit. Can you tell me how and why this has happened? So I say that, and then every time I listen to Limp Biscuit, I'm like, oh, I've only really heard them in Fast and Furious. And I yep. just like, I just like the rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> yeah. So you like one chorus from Limp Bizkit. Oh, 100%. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. But they're a good meme template. For sure they are. And they do seem to be like hitting, hitting the memes these days. People are, are kids getting back into that, that backwards cap, big jeans, white t-shirt look? Is that, oh, is yeah. that what's on? You're a little more connected with the Zoomers than I am. A hundred percent. The entire time watching the music video, I was like, People dress like this today. Right. This, like, this you can release this video return. now. Exactly. It's back. Unreal. Limp Biscuit. Uh, Fred Durst. But now Fred Durst himself is mostly disguising himself as a cowboy in public. That's true. I don't blame him. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. He's a strange guy. He's technically done a lot. Like, it's, you talk about some musicians, you're like, oh my God, not only are they a musician, they're an actor, they're a film director, and they're in, they're in a video game. And all of those things apply to Fred Durst, but he's like not very cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cause am I, Fred Durst did the, the, the movie we watched, um, The Fanatic. Yeah. I didn't even (laughs) put that together until just this moment. I thought maybe that was part of your like recent fascination or your recent dalliance with Limp Bizkit is that The Fanatic, a bad film we watched basically just before the lockdown happened. We were all in like a basically a cabin in the woods or in the mountains rather. We watched that movie and the next day it was like, hey, Canada's locking down. <laughs> uh, maybe you just kind of trauma attached to Fred Durst. You're like, this man is... He's going to save me. He's going to get me through this. There's a pretty good chance, but I, I did not make the connection that Fred Durst is in Limp Bizkit. For some reason, my brain was like, oh, Fred Durst, that's like Metallica or like Iron Maiden or something, right? No, he is. He's certainly not those things. He's just he been is. hiding in the background. Yeah, he's, that's, he is like the master of disguise. He's laying <laughs> low. He's set up like an iconic 
like outfit and then never wore it again. So it's like we can never see him. He's hiding in plain sight. That's true. That's a bold move. Yeah. It's a bold move He's... to make the soul patch your identity and then just entirely get rid of it. Get rid of it. He's a strange character. I don't I don't think he's smart. I think he's lucky. <laughs> do you, do you, um do you think Trump no, is a Fred Durst fan and that's why they they went with the red hat? The red hat. Well, this is something I think Alex told me on the podcast is that the original red hat was uh I think Reagan and it was Make America oh, Great. Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Do it. What would what would seal it for Trump? And maybe he'll do this coming back for this next term. Is he does a backwards red hat that has America, make America great again, again on the, <laughs> on the backside, so it's it's facing front. Just keep it rolling, 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 <laughs> rolling, rolling. I mean, famously, Trump was happy that nine eleven happened because it made his tower the tallest tower in all of New York. That's right. So all I'm saying is there's there's red lines connecting the red hats. Yeah, there is a bit of conspiracy going on here, man. Um, conspiracy or fact? Hey, sometimes it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> My question is this, is do you think Fred Durst has a good shot at the presidency? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I think he could do it. He's like, what, like 56? Yeah, he's got to be something like that. I actually have no Fred idea. Durst. Do you know his first name's William? No. He's 53. You were pretty fucking oh, wow. close. I was expecting him to be in like his 60s. I, like I mean, mid when to you late live 60s. like Durst does, you don't end up looking too hot for your age. Is it fair? Uh, my question to you, you mentioned you heard this originally in The Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And that is the, that's the, what they call the urban assault vehicle version. The the original one, the hip hop version. Is that your preferred version of this, or do you prefer the just limp all biscuit version? So I had no idea there was the hip hop version until I listened to it two hours ago. I was like, damn, this one's pretty good. This one's way better than what I thought was the original. But after listening to the intro, I realized they're the same but different. Like they were done at the same time, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like he made this. Fred Durst went out of his way to not involve Limp Biscuit, and was like, "What if I get heavy hitter like rappers on this?" Yeah, and he got and some good then, ones too. He he got some great ones on here, and then he brings it to the band, and they're like, "This sucks." Which, understandably, it's not a Limp Biscuit track at that point. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So then he then then they build the rock version after that. I think the rock version, and judging from the covers that come out this week, that we were talking about this week, like is the more well-known version overall. But yeah, the the urban assault vehicle version is the original. So that's you're calling that your favorite now of the two originals. Yeah, hundred percent. Interesting, because I feel like six and a half minutes is too long for any Limp Biscuit song. Yeah, it definitely goes on, but <laughs> arguably there's not that much like Limp Biscuit to it. It's just it's just Red Man right. and. DMX having a good time. Yeah, and like talking chorus, the man who brings the growl on the chorus is DMX. Yeah, exactly. So you you raised some good points, but let's let's talk before we talk sounds and and music. Let's talk lyrics, dude. Let's talk about the sweet lyrics to the Urban Assault ve- version, Urban Assault Vehicle. Why do you think he chose two random types of why like why are it such violent vehicles? That's a good question. Cuz normally 
it's just like American to be like, well, 9-11 happened, so hoorah, America military. But this is before 9-11. Exactly. I, I have a counter argument to that. Why chocolate starfish and hot dog water? So chocolate starfish is a butthole. Yeah. And hot dog, yeah, why hot dog flavored water in there? Uh, here's the thing, and what we have to understand is, like, Fred Durst and the gang are not smart. <laughs> he has a quote about the music video where he says, let me fucking pull it up here. Uh, he says, it felt like we just started to poke fun at what people thought we were and embrace that. That's why we made the Roland video. There were red caps everywhere, and look at Wes at the beginning of the video with his grills in. How the hell did people not realize we weren't being serious? We thought it was hilarious. So, like, Limp Biscuit, I think, just fails to understand that they are the joke. That's fair. That does also make me feel better, though, that they have any kind of self-awareness. Yeah, even if it's not enough to, like, land a joke, at least they they, they seem to have some line. Yeah, exactly. Between, yeah, their performance and reality. But, yeah, they're just not smart people. Here's what I'm thinking, though. Alex and I talk about pop punk on the show pretty often, and how that often, like, embodies this middle... Middle school, I was going to say middle age, middle school awkwardness, this kind of like, you kind of lose your energy. This is like the dark side of that with a lot of new metal of this era is like the more like kid who's into guns and is angry all the time and sits in the back of the class. So it's still very middle school, but it's just like a bit darker energy. Yeah, I agree. Like Linkin Park, stuff like that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very white kid who thinks he's in a gang kind of music where he's not 100%. comfortable saying the N-word. But he's comfortable pretending he brings guns to school. Yes, absolutely. And he talks about like, like even in this tr- this song, he talks about like how he doesn't care if you you like him or not. But um, I'm actually very popular and I have platinum records, so you should like me. It's like we'll pick a lane. <laughs> like <laughs> either don't care what we have to say or do, but can't do both. Limp biscuit, right? It's sort of the opposite approach of what I feel like Nickelback is, where Nickelback's like. No, we're aware, like, we're kind of garbage, but we like it. We like the music we make, where Limp Bizkit seems a little uh, self-conscious about it. Yeah, they're like, well, actually, it's it's good music. You're like, okay, calm down, Fred Durst. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it, it's selling, it's fine, it's just not for me. Where, yeah, like, Nickelback is like, well, we, we put out this. Hey, there's a disco track on this one. You're like, still not for me, Chad. And he's like, all right. <laughs> which <laughs> See you later. Speaking of which, I couldn't figure out who the guy next to Ben Stiller was in the music video. And I was like, is that just Chad Kroger? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great cameo. No, that's Steven Dorff, who I think was in Zoolander at the time, which is why he's in this one. He's in this music video, rather, because that was what the movie that was coming out. Fred Durst also cameos in Zoolander. Did Zoolander come say? out before 9-11? God, who can say? Okay, he's not in Zoolander. What was he in in 2000? He was in The Quantum Project and Cecil B. Demented. Oh, he's in Blade in 1998. Oh, classic. Uh, he was in the classic we've seen, Space Truckers, 1996. Oh, really? Yeah, um, I think he plays, like, the, the guy who isn't... Uh, the other guy who's in that. <laughs> he's not Dennis Hopper. He's like Dennis Hopper's space truck and protege, I think. Oh, right. That that not. movie just feels like a fever dream in my brain. Yeah, it's uh I don't remember much of it. I just remember that Dennis Hopper is in it. Exactly. Yeah, so Zoolander's 2001 um released 
just shortly, like two weeks after 9-11, September 28th. So, so it would have been shot before made. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, what's interesting to me is because I know Zoolander, to me, famously features a cameo from David Bowie. And so it kind of makes me sad that David Bowie and Fred Durst are in the same film. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, who am I to complain? Let's talk about these lyrics. Play the fucking track. Play the fucking track. Oh, there it is. Limp Bizkit, DMX, Red Man. That's right, y'all. Method Man. We just keep on rolling, baby. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Right off the bat. A poet. (laughs) Truly a poet. Right off the bat, he's given those like little shit middle schooler vibes where he's screaming about not having his track played. Yeah. Because halfway through him screaming at the second time, it comes on. He's like, oh, there it is. (laughs) Sounds like sounds like a kid yelling in the bus that like he can't hear his music on his iPod shuffle. (laughs) His iPod shuffle, you they have those in 2000? Sure. Yeah. No, definitely not, but Definitely not. But this is, it serves as your hype up here. We we know everyone who's on the track, Limp Bizkit, DMX, Redman, Method Man. We don't get a shout out for Swizz Beats, but we're not in that era where producers matter that much yet, I think. Yeah. I don't think producer culture started till like, at least the mid-2000s. Yeah, I think. Somebody's going to tell us that they were always doing it in the clubs. Nobody's going to tell us that. Nobody actually listens to this, but oh, if somebody 100%. knew that, they'd probably tell us this. Um, we hit what they call the hook here. It's more of like a chorus. Very confusing. Now move in, now move out, hands up or hands down. Back up, back up, tell me what you're going to do now. Breathe in, now breathe out, hands up or hands down. Back up, back up, tell me what you're going to do now. Come on, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh keep rolling 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 so the so what is he is this a dance <laughs> i mean he does dance in the music video the way i yeah. interpreted it was it's just like you know like white kids at recess just pushing each other nothing's happening but they just keep shouting like hold me back bro back up back up <laughs> so he's like coaching uh like a fight scene that's occurring on a playground exactly they start pushing each other, then one of them walks away, and he just says, Yeah, keep rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, keep, yeah, because in the music video, there's a very clear context he gives us of like, rolling is because I'm taking Ben Stiller's car for a joyride. But outside of the context of the mu- music video, that doesn't really. It doesn't, I thought this was going to be a car song, especially with it being in Fast and Furious, but no, the rolling just seems to be like, keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say with the energy he gives Fred Durst, he's, he sings like really high hands up, hands down. He sounds like he's like robbing you at gunpoint, but has never done it before. Yeah, that's valid. I, I see that now. Like he's scared. He doesn't like, can then he goes, tell me what you're going to do now. It's like, sir, you have the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need me to do, just don't fucking shoot. I already gave you my iPod shuffle. It's a prototype. <laughs> it's a prototype. Yeah, he's Robin Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get it's but it's all energy on this, right? Because you got DMX barking, you got Fred Durst fucking doing his pubescent screaming. Well, and like that's the thing with the um the quote unquote limp biscuit version. Um mm-hmm. it it just yeah, it sounds like people being like yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then in the DMX Redman version, they're just like, yeah, I'll shoot you in a mall. 
I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're right that there is a much more lethal <laughs> tone to this. Because you're right, the this hook is maybe just like a an instigation of a fight. Those like pushing each other back in a way, hold me back. It's just like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then Fred Durst is like, these are my friends. I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They're going to tell you what they're going to do. And it's like, I'm going to slap you with my nuts, shoot you in the back. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> exactly. You're like, damn, that, this escalated. Yeah, it, it gets out of hand quick. But first we get Fred Durst. He says, now I know y'all be loving this shit right here. L-I-M-P Biscuit is right here. People in the house put them hands in the air because if you don't care, then we don't care. So is he is he saying, is this to like, if we says because if you don't care, then we don't care. Is that him talking to the to the quote unquote haters? I would like, think we so. We don't care if you don't care? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's kind of what I figured. This, this just seems like an anthem of a whiny rich kid. Yeah, a bit. Well, he ain't giving a fuck. He says, see, I ain't giving a fuck. Quit pressing your luck. Untouchable, branded unfuckable. So keep me in this cage until you run that mouth, and I'm going to have the plague and break the fuck out, and then we'll see who's left after one round with X. I mean, with that soul patch, he has been branded unfuckable. (laughs) That's what Genius says. is like, well, in high school, uh, Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst, nobody wanted to fuck him. (laughs) He, like, put that in a song. It's like, okay. (laughs) it's it's you don't have to trauma dump in your music yeah not typically the kind of like braggadocious lyric you get in a song like this where everybody else is like my nutsack is huge my arms are killer he's like nobody wanted to touch me in high school (laughs) and it's not like unfuck withable like yeah one wants to fuck with him just i'm unfuckable yeah he calls himself an untouchable branded unfuckable So yeah, he really is like not not hitting like a saw because first he's like, I know y'all love this shit, and he's like, actually, I've been branded untouchable and unfuckable, <laughs> and I'm in a cage. And then I guess he says, I'm have the plague and break the fuck out, which is like because like plagues, much like the COVID nineteen virus, they, they, is that a plague? It's a pandemic, I, or like I a would, break out of acne diseases break out. Yeah, exactly. I would consider COVID a plague. Yeah. The same way the song was a plague. Yeah, it spread like a virus, man. 100%. 100%. We're all thankful for it. Yeah, I'm blessed. Blessed to be in a world. If you look at the rolling like music video comments on YouTube, it's all people being like, God damn, fucking love Limp Bizkit. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, so yeah, then he does this hype up of introducing all his friends who are going to beat you up. And then we'll see who's left after one round with X, and what am I bringing next? Just know it's red and meth. So where the fuck you at, punk? Shut the fuck up and back the fuck up while we fuck this track up. So X is not ecstasy and meth is not methamphetamines. X is DMX. Meth is method man. And red is red man. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, they say fuck. I accidentally put on my playlist the like radio friendly version of this. I tell you, you miss out on about half the song. Okay, that makes sense. Because well, it's... wait, like the Spotify playlist you sent? No, see, I use oh, title. Okay. I'm no longer on Spotify. Oh, okay, I have so to I, I checked like... the Spotify one. I think it's correct. They they swore a lot. I was like. Yeah, I what 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 would the radio version have been missed? It's just like you have no fox. We get to the thing about nuts and things, and like it's all just like every second word is like up, up. Okay, because the music <laughs> video right. had the the quote unquote like censored to a clean version. Yeah. yeah. 
So I can relate. Yeah, it was, so you can relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, relate to Method Man here in verse two. It says, check my dangerous slang, atrocious. When I let these nuts hang, focus. It's Wu-Tang. What the fuck's a hootie and the blowfish? I wave my black flag at the roaches. What is Hootie and the Blowfish? It sounds familiar. Is that that? Uh, they're uh, they're like a like a I don't even know you call them rock. They're like a pop band from uh, pop, like, like easy listening country. Yeah, like po- you, they do post rock uh, or uh, what's it called? Po- post something post post prog or post post. They're definitely not prog. They're like uh, you know the song "Only Want to Be with You." Maybe. I'm such a baby cause the cowboys make me cry and there's nothing I can do. I don't want to be with you. It's uh, Post Malone does a cover on the Pokemon album. Sorry, what? You heard me. Post Malone <laughs> does a cover. <laughs> I fucking stutter. Post Malone does a cover of Only Want to Be With You for the Pokemon album. I listen to Post Malone quite a bit. I have no idea of... <laughs> What the fuck you're talking about? I need you're to, missing out. It's a pretty good cover. Like, was this the Pokemon movie? No. Was this the, the new Pokemon rap? Two years ago, they released a. I think it was two years ago. They released a Pokemon. Like, I don't know if it was an anniversary album. Let me see if I can pull it up here. It's not too. It's Pokemon 25. The album, yeah, 25 anniversary. Um, and you've got like original songs by Katy Perry, which is electric. You've got, uh, Vince Staples is on there with one about catching Pokemon. Post Malone released a cover of only want to be with you. Uh, (laughs) that's pretty good. We did a, we did a whole cover me episode about it. So it's good to see you've been keeping up. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, damn it. I've been out. You've been out of, but yeah, Hootie and Blowfish was a, a, a band that was popular in like 96. They're, they call them a jam band in the, uh, the genius annotation, which yeah, that's about right. It's like, it's pretty light rock. Yeah, fair. All right. I, uh, I can relate to Method Man. Cause you're also not Hootie and the Blowfish or you don't know who Hootie and the Blowfish are. I mean, both. Fair enough. Um, and then he says, I waved my black flag at the roaches. I, I was wondering if that was a reference to the punk rock band black flag, but I don't think it is. I think it's in reference to the Assassin's Creed game that came out in like 2011. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, Method Man had an advanced copy of that. So yeah, they got it from Steve coming. Jobs. Yeah, once what they held up Steve Jobs, he's like, also here's some Ubisoft property. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks, Steve. <laughs> this is great. What's what's <laughs> Assassin's Creed? <laughs> it's like yeah, just wait and see. <laughs> Your kids are gonna love it. Okay, Steve. Um, Genius says that it's about waving a black flag, which is, you know, threatening, at the roaches, which he thinks is the gang. And uh, and apparently black flag is a popular insect and cockroach killer. Oh, interesting. I have never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. But I get it. He's like, I think the main message is, what the fuck's Hootie and the Blowfish? I am aggressive, unlike Hootie and the Blowfish, who only want to be with you. Yeah, that makes sense. I follow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he then he follows up with some weird shit. Who approaches these twin super soakers who have poisonous darts for culprits? Too late to get your blowgun unholstered. You're left buttered up and lightly toasted. So what? I drink and smoke too much. So what? I cuss too much. Yo, shut the fuck up. Fucking bars. Are the twin super soakers his arms? His dicks? That's <laughs> yeah. Good question. I I want to say he's got that weird double dick disease. Yeah, I think about that weird double dick man sometimes. I 
often. He passes through my mind. Like, there's a guy out there with two dicks. Yeah, it's just normal situations that you're using your dick. And then you think, huh, what if I had a second one? Yeah. What would I do? It's too much work, I think. I think it's more work than it's worth. Yeah, I'd probably end up just, like, zip-tying them together. <laughs> That'd be so unfortunate to look at. Every time you fucking go to pee, you're like, ugh. Mega dick. Damn. Mega dick. Yeah, that's a, that's a super soaker for sure. Um, Got that Metal Gear Twin Snakes? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a solid, solid reference there. Um... <laughs> Who have poisonous darts for culprits. This this is nonsense. I get the general gist of this is like, don't mess with me, I am strong and will fuck you up. But I just don't get the analogy of these super soakers that have poisonous darts for culprits. Yeah, I... Like, is he calling them, like, snakes? Maybe. They're pythons? Sometimes you call your arms pythons. Yeah, or like the people he's quote unquote ah that that he's he's gonna spraying with super toast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're they, the poisonous darts are for the culprits, which is these guys. They're he's about to to butter up. Yeah, but then he says that the culprits don't have enough have time. a blow blowgun. Yeah. yeah, it sounds good yeah. when it's in the song. I very much enjoyed uh, yeah. it. It you makes say anything, fuck you know, all sense. Confidence. <laughs> yeah, this is, I think, my problem with the rap version is that it's like, it's not like a Limp Biscuit song is enhanced by these, like, good rap artists. It's, in fact, like, they're brought down to Fred Durst's level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But hey, Redman has something to say. He says, now when we roll, you motherfuckers tuck in your gold, because for the platinum, I'm jacking up, up in limos. I, I can't say that word. I'm not allowed. Um, it ain't nothing for bullets. <laughs> it ain't nothing for bullets to unbutton your clothes. Description, yellow male tissue up in his nose. You bitches swing the vine on the baboon nuts. I'm hairy as hell, out of hell, and tattooed up. I'm a dog, only fuck in the bathroom. What? In high school, I only dealt with the classroom. Sluts. <sighs> a lot there. So basically, they're like, we're going to rob you if you ha- look like you have anything of value. Yeah. And we're rolling high. And limos, because, you know, we're making platinums with fucking Fred Durst. Yeah. So wait, are they... So they're the ones up in the limos, or they're robbing people in limos? I assume they're the ones up in limos. I mean, I guess even if they're robbing people in limos, they're then in the limo afterwards. You're not giving them the limo back. Yeah, right? You you get ownership after you rob someone. Yeah. And then it ain't nothing for bullets to unbutton your clothes. That's... That's a very aggressive way to steal clothes or just kill someone. That's a good question. Because when I first heard it, I assumed that it was, like, sexual. Right. But also, you know, like, stealing people's shoes and shit happens. It happens. Um, yeah, we just, and we do veer from robbery to sex at the end of this verse where he talks about how he's only dealing with classroom sluts in high school. Um, he describes himself. Uh, the tissue up in his nose is apparently iconic. Um, and him being hairy is apparently a regular thing that Redman talks about. And, you know, the vine on the baboon nuts, the vine is his big donger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like more just kind of generic, like 
like bragging verse where it's like, we are tough and we will steal from you. Yeah. Women love me. My dick is huge. Pretty much. Do you think Fred Durst got mad that he was like, yeah, I, I was hooking up with people in high school and Fred Durst was like, I was untouchable <laughs> and unfuckable in high school. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what Fred Durst is talking about, but I had sex in high school. Do you think Fred Durst used the N-word around Redman and Method Man and DMX? He definitely tried it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to like kind of he maybe tried some like half words that like some close ones and kind of like read the room and <laughs> maybe like sang some off. lyrics. Yeah, he's like, you know, I love this one line, and they're like, hmm, maybe don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I can't imagine only fucking in a bathroom. It's one of the like worst places to fuck. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I guess if you're in high school. It makes sense. Yeah, if you're, like, at the school and you're a high schooler, I guess. But also, yeah, that sounds gross and uncomfortable. And Yeah, and especially with American stalls. Like, at least if you're, like, (laughs) Europe, they go all the way to the ground, but, like... Especially, especially like, inner-city schools, because they'll just take the doors away. Oh, that's right, yeah. (laughs) So you're just open fucking in stalls. There's, like, three people going in one room. And one, yeah, they're like, we can fit a few more in here. Come on, come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gnarly. Um, we jump back to Method Man, who says, "My name is Johnny Donnie Brasco. Tuck the gat low, cut your cash flow. Yell if you want money. Funny, a hungry dummy snatch crumbs from me. Docks and hot nicks, bodies in the mosh pit. So Johnny is just like apparently another nickname Method Man has. Um, again, robbery. Tuck the gat low, cut your cash flow." And then he says, dumb people try to steal very little from him. Because they're snatching crumbs from him. Or are they just picking up his leftovers, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Just like, maybe it's, it's, you know, he's had bad experiences with people in the music industry in the past. And now he's Mm. like, yeah, those are crumbs compared to what I have now. Yeah, he's like, somebody at once stole small beans from me. Doesn't matter, because I'm tucking the gat low to cut your cash flow. Exactly. Can you imagine if you got that kind of money, like, investment for, like strategy from a bank? You go to a bank, or he's like, <laughs> listen, tuck the gat low, cut their cash flow. I was just going to say, he's diversifying his portfolio. He's <laughs> <laughs> got platinum with Durst and uh, robbery on the side. Robbery on the side, yeah. You, you gotta stay diverse. So Docs and Hot Nicks is nicknames for Method Man and Red Man. Bodies in the mosh pit. They're saying they get the people going. That's the other part of this song, is we get the people going. I agree with that. Yeah. So Red Man takes it again. He says, and I'm the D.O. You looking at the raw invented on Friday, I spit 35 to 40 minutes. Smell up the bathroom like Craig Paw was in it. Ending up on your back, woo swords up in it. Anyone can match me, I crack them all to Guinness. Fuck how many thugs, players, and ballers in it. Brick City, Shaolin, better call us sinners. Boy, that'll run up in your wife, maul, and spill it. So D.O. is the doctor of uh, orthotics or something like that. (laughs) He's got Dr. (laughs) Scholes in his Tims. He's got Dr. Scholes rolling. I don't know what D.O. means. That on arrival? No, that would be D.O. Require an A. Yeah. Yeah. Just, dirty old, like, like dirty old bastard, but he's just Dio. Could be. Yeah, I, I, I imagine it is some way, regardless of what it stands for, it's some way to let us know that he's very cool. 
Maybe it's just like him saying do. Yeah. What it do. What it do. Now, wait, Redman's also the one who fucks in the bathroom. Okay, interesting. Because then he talks more about stinking up the bathroom. Yeah, you gotta have your after sex cigarette. So, yeah, okay, yeah, he's, he's just having a smoke in there. Yeah. So on Friday, he spits 35 to 40 minutes. He's not talking about an orgasm. I think he's talking about rapping. He puts in a 40-minute set. And then what you have to understand who's Craig's paw is, Craig is the, the main character on the hit film Friday. So he's, he's linking it back to Friday, and Craig's paw apparently did big nasty shits in the bathroom in that movie. It's been oh, a yeah. long time since yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so this is, again, like, like my pretty least limp biscuit joke. kind of line. <laughs> yeah. This dude's doing poos. It's like, hey, all right. Yeah. Um, They're going to, they these guys, Wu-Tang Clan, not honorable. Swords up in your back. They're not fucking around here. Everyone knows a sword man is dishonored by the scars on his back or whatever the quote is. That's right. That's They're always saying that. Uh, I think <laughs> Wu-Tang... Uh, said that originally. That may be it. And I feel I do feel like Durst is like, you guys have to mention Wu-Tang at least six times just to let them know who you are so the white people know how cool I am. They're like, okay. <laughs> mention Wu-Tang a couple more times. Um, I crack them all to Guinness. Now, Genius suggests is that anybody who can rap with him at his level, he's going to give him a beer. I think he's suggesting that he's going to send him over to Guinness World Records because he's yeah, as good as him. That's yeah. 100% what I... Would assume, especially in the 2000s. Like, yeah. Guinness Book of World Records was big back then. It was big, dude. It was like, dude, this, these are the records. This is the world records. It was a hot commodity at the library in school. They had to fight kids to the death for it. Yeah, exactly. Gnarly stuff. I'm yeah. pretty sure the uh, Scholastics uh, Book Fair was entirely funded by Guinness Book of World Records sales. Absolutely. It was that and like fuzzy bookmarks. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings bookmarks, too. They're like, it's got a ring on it. You're like, sick. Just comical sized pencils and uh, 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 the, the old Guinness. Yeah, and like 1% actual books. <laughs> um, Yeah, but I don't think he was a big Guinness drinker. There's nothing to imply that. Like, I can't imagine somebody be like, hey, you did really good out there. Come have a milky beer with me. It's like, Hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have a cold one at the pub. <laughs> it's kind of coming to an Irish pub with me. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but then he he goes on to say that like, fuck how many people uh, are actually better than us. I don't believe it. I, I'll kill your wife or whatever. Boys that'll run up in your wife, maul and spill it. Which is in your wife? Is that what he means by spill it? <laughs> I I assumed when they said like, oh, we'll run up in the mall and spill it. That yeah, they're shooting someone. Okay. Like spilling it's, blood. Genius suggests that Maul is M A U L, not Maul like the the great American uh construction, the Maul. That would make it, honestly neither makes sense to me. Yeah, like you're mauling my wife. <laughs> and then nothing. And then nothing. <laughs> it's just a bit much, man. Um finally we get DMX on the verse where things if you thought things were out of hand before, it gets even wilder here. It just don't get no darker than that kid with the parka, bald head with the boots, who shoots to make it spark. Now, I'm a fair person, but ain't no person quicker than the hair 
person. So if you dare, person, <laughs> it'll be like your man trying to hold your brain to your head. But you'll be shitting on yourself because you already did. And at the funeral, you won't need a casket, leaving just enough of him to stuff in a basket. A tisket, a tasket. I really need my ass kicked. My mom's never let me forget that I'm a bastard. I ain't never been shit and ain't gonna be shit. That's why I take shit whenever I see shit. It's just that D shit. D short for do what I want to do. And that's what I'm gonna do right here in front of you. And I'll be running you and your man straight up out while y'all people ain't running a fucking thing but your mouth. Is everything okay? At home, DMX. <laughs> Yo, what? He was like, okay, a little trauma dump from Durst. How about this? My mom <laughs> fucking hated me. So yeah, not to not to cut short this DMX verse, which is a thousand years long, but we get some weird shit about his appearance wearing a parka um, and just how much of a, a hard ass he is. He's, he's quick with the trigger. He's fair, but he'll murder people. And and again, the, similar to the like, uh, it's you can't unholster your... your blowgun in time he's like, by the time you're trying to trying to do something here you'll be shitting yourself because you're already dead i mean that is what happens when you die so valid yeah so that's you know you get we finally get some of that classic rap lyricism references to dump and when you die <laughs> does steve um, steve x yeah. say he's autistic <laughs> i don't know man he's He's all over the place in this verse, I feel. It's just at the end, he says, like, atastic, fantastic, or whatever. A tisket, a tasket? Yeah, that sounds way too close to autistic. <laughs> he's, he's doing that. <coughs> he's, he's referencing the old nursery, nursery rhyme. A, a, a tisket, a tasket, a something, something basket. It rhymes with basket. Oh, he's talking about, it's weird because he's like, I'll fuck you up. I'm going to murder you. You won't even need a casket at a funeral. I, somebody should really kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, little self, self-flagellation self in there. Yeah, I guess. He's like, and then he's like, why do I think that? Because there is a lot of like backups. What? What? And like, I, I don't know if that's just for hype up purposes or to show that some of the shit he's saying is truly insane. <laughs> but uh yeah he, he then goes on to be like yeah my mom hates my guts and never forgot to you know always made sure i knew that i was born out of wedlock he's just arguing to himself yeah he's like he's yeah this is a, a confession from dmx to dmx he's like this is why it happened this is why things are the way they are i've never paid enough attention to dmx lyrics in the past to fully be able to tell if this is a running trend all I've known of him as mom hating him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, like self uh, debasement and just uh, being like, um, I lost my train of thought. I've just known him I, as the barking guy. The bark. Yeah. He's predominantly the barking guy. That's how Rough Riders rule. I will say the idea of him where he says he's like tough but fair in this verse seems to come out in uh in in at least where the hood at, which is probably the song by him I know the most. Yeah, true. He also talks about like he's like, I'm tough, but I'm fair. This shit is bad. I do not like that. And if you do that, I will kill you. You're like, all right. Do you think he set his terms out? Do you think he learned his tough but fair lifestyle from his mother? Maybe. Maybe he did. <laughs> Every morning she's like, You're a bastard, you know that. Here's a nice breakfast, though. Yeah, she's like, I made you breakfast <laughs> and lunch. You bastard. School, you bastard. He's like, all right, fair. I am a bastard. I don't know if I need to be reminded about it every day, but <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> but goddamn, that toast slaps. That's, yeah, it's tough, but fair, Mom. Thank you very much. 
yeah, and so he'll he'll kill you. He'll run you up out of town. Um, and y'all are not shit. And then, good lord, how are there seven verses in this fucking thing? We finally get to Fred Durst again. You want to this and where he builds a straw man and <laughs> some fake person who wants to mess with Limp Biscuit. He says, "You want to mess with Limp Biscuit?" They say, "Yeah, you can't mess with Limp Biscuit. Why? Because we get it on when every day and every night." Oh, see this platinum thing right here? Uh huh. Well, we doing it all the time. What? So you better get some better beats and uh, get some better rhymes. I don't think Fred Durst should be giving anyone shit about their rhymes. Yeah, their beats or rhymes. I think <laughs> I think he's kind of trailing in the back of the pack. Yeah, we haven't gotten in there yet, but he literally does a math rhyme. Yes, he does. Because, yeah, that's not in this version. That's in the air rate version. Ah, uh, okay. That's very stupid. Uh, yeah, and he's and this is where he brings up the argument. He's like, well, you can't mess with Limp Bizkit. Why? Because we ha- are very popular. We have platinum records. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's like saying, I'm rich, so fuck you. And who is this person who can get turned around by Fred Durst like he's some sort of charismatic genius? They're like, I'm going to take down Limp Bizkit. He's like, you can't. They're like, oh, why is that? He's like, let me tell you, because we, we get it on all the time. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so come back with some better rhymes and better beats. We'll see you around. Oh, shucks. <laughs> ah, shucks, he got me. Another one's <laughs> like, sir, I work at a ballet. Just trying to move cars here, Durst. Um, yeah, you really, really, this is crazy. You really, really, really want to get shit started? Well, people everywhere, and then four years before the Black Eyed Peas would tell us to do it, Fred Durst is doing it. Yeah, I was gonna say, in the the early 2000s, they really like the word retarded. Yeah, they are, they're jumping on it. They love to throw that word out there. Like, it means have a good time. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Okay, in fairness, I would argue, those motherfuckers are having the best time, so... Who, Limp Biscuit? Yeah. <laughs> um, we finally get to the outro. That's right, baby. Watch out, punk. Limp Biscuit, DMX, Method Man, Red Man, and Swizz Beats. Swizz Beats gets a shout out here. Where the fuck you at? Bump that shit, bump that shit, bump that shit, bump that shit. Rough Riders, punk. Punk. Rough Riders is, is DMX and Swizz Beats kind of territory. Uh, bumping that shit is. There's a lot of talk about shit in this song, but this is not literal fecal matter. They're talking about the track that they got you to play at the start. That's important. Um, so yeah, to summarize this song, super aggressive. Uh, don't don't fuck with Limp Biscuit and his friends. Now the rock and roll version, the air raid vehicle, mostly the same. We what? do get some small differences here. What even is Actually, an air raid vehicle? Like a a helicopter, I guess. It, it would have to be. I've just I, I referred to them as aircrafts, not yeah like air vehicles. Well, you know, Limp Biscuit's on his own wavelength here. That's true. Um, here's what I find interesting is he does foreshadow his turn to Cowboy Man right in the intro. He says, All right, partner. That's what that's what cowboys say. Yeah, Keep on true. rolling, baby. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. What time is it? And what time is it? It's time to keep rolling, I suppose. So you gotta <laughs> throw your hands up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we get a hype up. Uh, we get the chorus, which is the same as the one from the uh, the urban assault vehicle version. And then we get verse one here, which is... Now, I know y'all be loving this shit right here. L-I-M-P Biscuit is right here. People in the house. So this is all the same. The first half is the same. People in the house put them hands in the air. Because if you don't care, then we don't care. One, two, three times, two to the six. Jones in your fix of that Limp Biscuit mix. So where the fuck you at, Puck? Shut the fuck up and back the fuck up while we fuck this track up. So he decides to put in four new lines here. 
which are dedicated to his locker combination in high school? Oh, that's just not safe. Yeah, what if he uses that combination again? Right, he puts a put uses that that lock in the YMCA and he's gonna get his stuff stolen. He's done. Yeah, you can't practice muscular Christianity. <laughs> your, your, your locker's getting raided, and, and he carries his platinums with him, so he's gonna put it in the locker, and then those are gonna get stolen. And then you can mess with Limp Biscuit. Exactly, it's the long con. That's the it's the long con. It's such a filler line. One, two, three times. And you know what? He removes the unfuckable part, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He's just trying to sound cool around his friends. (laughs) He's like, oh, wait. He was like, you know, that that bit about me being unfuckable led to a lot of other people talking about how cool they were in high school. I don't want the rest of Limp Bizkit to know. So I'm just going to talk about my locker combination. I like to imagine at the beginning of the song, he was setting the the pace for how it was going to go. And he was like, yeah gonna be kind of like some self-flatulation but it's gonna be like funny and interesting he's like yeah it was unfuckable and then everyone else was like yeah i used to slay in high school i was doing it left right and center and then dmx was like yeah my mom hates me (laughs) dmx was on the same same trend yeah dmx like yeah read it and i was like okay yeah, i get it something that's like it hurts a little (laughs) and red man was like yeah like fucking in the bathrooms right (laughs) exactly what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like poison. That shit hurts. Right, yeah, yeah. Like shooting poison out of your blowgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some miscommunications in what in what the song was meant to be about. But yeah, we, so we get this filler line instead. Um, the next big one is... He goes straight from that to, you know, some more chorus back to the you can't mess with Limp Biscuit shit. Is that really the only difference in this? Oh, we get the, the famous bridge here. People like to claim that he's uh, he's uh, referring to non-binary people in these first three lines, or the, in the third line here, where he says, so he says, hey, ladies, where you at? Hey, fellas, where you at? And all the people who don't give a fuck, where Hell you yeah. at? It's Limp Biscuit, an ally? Limp Biscuit, always been an ally. I've always been saying. Z- if they were playing on the World Trade Center that day, things would have gone down differently. <laughs> <laughs> Limp Bizkit, whatever you, you use the power of LGBT to stop the plane. <laughs> That's right, baby. They would have kept that. They would just told that plane to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. It would have gone straight by. Slimp Bizkit a Emperor. <laughs> yeah, they're they're royalty for sure. <laughs> um, he's a monarch. Uh, so yeah, he just calls out a bunch of people. All the lovers, where you at? All the haters, where you at? And all the people that call themselves players, where you at? Hot mamas, where you at? Pimp daddies, where you at? And the people rolling up in caddies, where you at? Hey rockers, where you at? Hit up hoppers, where you at? And everybody all around the world. Now this feels like it's we're missing this the next half of this where it's like, why are you asking where all these people are? Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just like, hey, where are you guys? Yeah, he he lists up a bunch of specific groups of people, and he's like, yeah, fuck it, and everybody. Yeah, exactly. All of you will like my music because I pander to both hip hop and rock. Yeah, the two genres. Exactly. <laughs> so we get that, and then the rest is the same. So blissfully, the air raid vehicle version, much shorter <laughs> to analyze the lyrics, but same general thing. We're cool guys. You should listen to us, get the party going, etc. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong, I still fuck with it. It's still like fun pump up jams. Yeah, and if you're if you're not paying attention, which why would you? 
<laughs> it, it goes by smooth enough. Exactly. But right. apparently scrutinizing Limp Biscuit lyrics is not uh, not all that rewarding. Yeah, unless you're trying to learn multiplication tables. Yeah, a L- little math. You're trying to figure out a way to memorize your own locker combo. <laughs> exactly. Durst has got a little advice for you. Um, so let's talk about the Urban Assault Vehicle version musically. Very so, whiny. Very whiny. It, that intro is just give us the music and him saying Limp Biscuit. Him yelling at me to play the fucking track upsets me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very like pandering. Be like, we know you're listening to this. Come on. You're in your 98 Civic with a yeah, dr- blown out subwoofer. Pump that shit up. Pump that shit up. Yeah. Great. Thanks for the heads up, Limp Biscuits. It's the equivalent of being like, yeah, light your meth pipe, Midwest America. Light your meth pipe. It just reminds me of uh, comedian David Borey. He talks about how he like got his mom to listen to rap music, and she's like, I don't like the way these men talk to me. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, that's how I feel when Fred Durst is screaming play the track. I'm like, you don't talk to me like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care if you have platinums, Fred Durst. I don't care how many. You go to your room, you think about what the fuck you did, get an attitude adjustment, and then we might play the track. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, beyond his whining and screaming, like instrumentally, it's predominantly this very repetitive bam dam 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 Swiss Beats track. Yeah. It's and that's why it's good like background. Like the when I listened to both this and the hip hop version, both I was like, I would put this on my workout playlist. Yeah, because it is it's very hooky. It gets in your head that exactly good loop. And then it gives you that going. That extra little bump when they start going rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, that's when you're you're really getting into it. Yeah, but you do have to deal with a Fred Durst doing it. Hands up, hands down. Yeah. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Kind of sounds like um, it sounds like a really bad version of like the darkness. Yeah. Like if you were if one of your friends in middle school was trying to do a darkness impersonation, yeah, you couldn't quite manage it. A hundred percent. And then you, you use that to remember your locker combination. Yeah, but you're. I think you're right in that the real money of this song is like keep rolling, 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 uh, keep rolling, 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 because you got DMX doing that and he's doing your backup like auxiliary shouts. He's barking through like half of this song. Yeah, that's why it ended up in Fast and Furious, because that's pretty much all that's played in the song is just that <clears throat> it was during Race Wars. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it actually called Race Wars? Yeah, it's 100% called Race Wars. It's great. Unreal. <laughs> Where Dom Toretto uh, uh, fights the leader of the like Asian racer gang. Okay. So it does actually devolve into a race war. Right. And never during the creation of it did they second guess it. But yeah, yeah they were like, no, this is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's all it was. It was just the the keep rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. Yeah, I was, was almost shocked because it's like 
that rolling, rolling, rolling is what everybody knows for the song. And it like it's actual time in the song is pretty short compared to like everything else. Yeah, I uh, came to terms with that also because it's like, fuck, Fred Durst's voice is annoying. Yeah, it's rough. And he's like the first thing you get after that chorus, too. He's like, I know you won't be loving this shit right here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't. I don't love this shit right here. No, like, it, it, there are parts of it where I'm kind of like, it's a vibe. Like, it's it's got its place where you kind of get used to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't start or end well. It get, It gets a small period in the middle where I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it's fine. Fine, I guess. Yeah, it's there is. It's interesting because there's a version we're going to talk about that is like it hugs pretty close to this. But the major difference is that there isn't a guy who sounds like Fred Durst on it. And it's almost not to its credit because I'm like, well, at least with Fred Durst, it's unique. Yeah, I have that exact same thing in my notes where I'm like, it's (laughs) better, but it's forgettable. Yeah, it's like I couldn't get him out of my head saying, hands up, hands down. Exactly. Uh, for better or worse like it's it gives the song some uh you know something to to hold on to something memorable yeah it's the mickey mouse factor where like it's annoying but you remember yeah. it you remember it you remember this cartoonishness and then of course we dip into the lower end because if you don't care then we don't care they give you just enough of the good stuff to to keep you going on the fred durst of it all yeah exactly <clears throat> so i'm curious like what they could have done to quote unquote make it better but also, it's kind of fine the way it is. Yeah, I like. I don't know how you could take Fred Durst out and have it be okay. Yeah, exactly. And even in the hip hop version, uh, it, he's majority gone, and it's better. Like it's a better song, but it's definitely less memorable. But it's yeah. an infinitely better song. <laughs> I just can't handle how long the hip hop version is. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if they trimmed it up a little bit, I I, th- I think having the the three different features on it, it's a little overkill. It's a little much. Like yeah, and Method Man and Redman get two verses each. It should be everybody gets one verse, and then maybe you all do a final verse together, and then we're out. Like, yeah, exactly. You sing acapella at the end. Yeah, it should be mostly just some guys singing rolling, 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 rolling. Exactly. They're they're complicating the mac and cheese too much. Especially because, yeah, like there's no like coherent story being told here. It's there's blowguns, there's moms with bastard kids, there's fucking in bathrooms that are also stinking like shit from Friday. It's just like we're, we're lost, man. We're lost at sea. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like a cultural zeitgeist for the time. Yeah. So I will, let's basically, this song's just a chorus. Let's talk about the chorus, specifically the differences between the hip-hop version and the rock version. Now, for me, the hip-hop version has the better vocals, but I think instrumentally, the that very simple riff sounds better on guitars. I agree with that. I really like the, the like background beat in the hip-hop one, though, but that's just because I like, uh, I want to say, 808s, but I don't think that's right. You like Swizz beats? Yeah. You like the Swedish? <laughs> yeah, I like the Swedish, the Swedish, Swedish feet, Swedish feet, the Swedish, Swedish fish. <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah, and there is like a, that, like they do make it a little more complicated, but I f- do find, and I think it's because of the runtime of six and a half minutes. Yeah, it overstays its I, welcome. Yeah, I'm like, you, whereas like with the, when you're playing it on guitar, there's a little more room to change like how you're hitting it, make it a little different. You got drums and things kind of filling out the space. Exactly, and it's, it's, it is, it's simple, but it's, yeah, it's pump up jams. So it's a pump up jam. Yeah, it, it, it works in that, like, I feel like I could learn the song on a musical instrument, even though I don't play any. Where in some of the other songs or uh, covers we'll listen to later, I'm like, yeah, no, there's 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 no chance I would have. Yeah, I guarantee you, you could probably pick this up any instrument in like about five minutes. Yeah, you just got to find like your dun 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 dun. Um, it's like two notes. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's maybe three. It's good. It might be three notes in there. Like I said, very it's, simple. Um, it's mac and which cheese. Which intro do you like more? Play the fucking track, or uh, I'll rap partner. You know what time it is. That's kind of hard to say because, like, <laughs> the all right partner does make it more memorable. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it's it's strange for how the rest of the song goes <laughs> yeah it, and like the voice he puts on is very strange all right but keep on rolling baby exactly you where Japanese. the hip-hop one is just it is it's very generic uh intro to a song and it's just like pump up or uh, what's the yeah, intro for it? I would say the the hip hop one, yeah, that pump play the fucking track yeah. adds more indicative of what's to come. Like you're like, okay, we're gonna be angry for this song. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like when it's like you know what time it is, I'm like, I don't actually. <laughs> it's a country song, you called me partner. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's angry new metal afterwards, and you're like, okay. All right, okay. all right. All right. I didn't know what time it is, but I do now. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like looking at a time, or it's like looking at a a clock when it's in um twenty four hours, and you're like, I don't know what time it is, and then you find out it's like six p.m. and you're like, oh, I got to go home. Oh, yeah. You're like, okay, I did the math. I had to do some conversions, but yeah, I got it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Any other big <laughs> things to talk about with these, or should we just move on to talking about this music video? I'm down to talk about the music video because I have some fucking questions. I've got hopefully answers. Okay, so we open up in New York, the year 2000. The, the World Trade Center's standing. Um, Ben Stiller and Stephen Dorff roll up listening to my generation, a Limp Biscuit track, the B-side, I believe, to, to this track, to Rolling, when it was released as a single. That's fine. Uh, that's fun. That's a fun little Easter egg. They pull up to Valley Park and there's no valet there. Um, what kind of car is this, Steven? I think it's a Rolls Royce. I think you might be right. I'll have to like quickly check the music video again. Um, what? What's on Fred Durst's shirt that they blurred it out? Well, they blurred out. I was not even paying attention to it. It's got to be maybe just like any brand. But then this guy's got orange on his shirt and it's it's not. Yeah, what the fuck is it? Well, and then, like, why would it have been in the music video to begin with? Like, it must have been, like, a partnership or something, or... Yeah. And that's fallen out, where, I don't know, Fred Durst said the N-word or something, so they're like, cut our ties. 
Or yeah, because like even with I'm thinking of Death Stranding, you used to chug. Monster. I think it was Monster Energy in that. Yeah, and then they had to release a patch that took the Monster Energy out and replaced it with a like an in-game brand. Oh really? Yeah. Well, oh, that's a bummer. This is a fun meme. <laughs> Yeah, it was hilarious. It was gr- I actually bought Monster Energy because I was playing so much Death Stranding, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy one. So it worked on me. But yeah, maybe it's something like that where when it, would, like, when it first aired, it was on there all the time, but the partnership has fallen through, whether due to, yeah, horrible remarks from Mr. Durst or simply just an expiration of contract. Yeah, I'm trying to... Well, so... Two things. One, um, yeah, that's either a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. It's hard okay. to tell because they they look so fucking similar. Um, I'm trying to quickly scrub through this. Yeah, I'll keep scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. <laughs> and then yeah, so on the official Limp Bizkit YouTube channel, um, it, yeah, it's blurred out. Shit. Yeah, I'm seeing that here, and I'm wondering if that's because this was uploaded oh, 14 years ago. So that would be what 2009. So like it could it could because this was a 2000 music video. So like nine years, it could have just been like because the other logos are here. We got the logo on his hat. We got we got the logo on the other guy on Stephen Dorff's shirt. Well, and so there's another part in the music video where they blur the. Uh, like some of the panning shots when they're on the World Trade Center, right? Why? Yeah, the building's not there anymore, guys. It's <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, maybe they're blurring it out so that people like don't really make the connection. Um, but then they but we do the yeah. the final shot where they give the entire like panning shot of the World Trade Center. Yeah, we get an establishing shot of the World Trade Center at 40 seconds in, and it's also the closing shot of the music video. Did Does Fred Durst's shirt just says the letter to America from Osama bin Laden? Yeah, that's right. They're trying to scrub any fucking <laughs> letter to America now. Um, I wonder how that's going to age. This episode releases in like three weeks. We'll yeah, see. it's a TikTok trend right now or an annoying, annoying uh, Gen Z liberal leftist types. Are just like wow, Bin Laden had a point, and it's just Uh, all the most like anti-Semitic shit sprayed onto a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something. It's something to see, folks. Um, but back to this music video. So, so Durst he gets these keys. He shakes them at the camera and he says, "Hey, partner, it's time to fucking go." Because Ben Stiller's like, "Where's the valet? Hey, kid." Yeah, why is there just a little sign that says valet parking? Online. Yeah, and valet parking to what? Like <laughs> Exactly. It's just like a street corner. You think yeah. Fred Durst put up that sign so people would give him his keys? Yeah, he's running a scam here. <laughs> I, I would believe it. I could see Fred Durst doing some some literal like chalkboard sign scam. Yeah, it makes sense too, because like what else is Fred Durst doing here sitting on a bench in the middle of the day? I get it's two thousand and people didn't have things to do back then, but That's true. Also, why doesn't Ben Stiller recognize the guy who cameoed in Zoolander? Just a good point. <laughs> it's bullshit, man. It's fucking bull- So it's a Bentley Azure. I looked on the uh, the Wikipedia page. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Is that a good car? Uh, but, like, Bentleys are great cars. They're just rich people cars. Yeah, for sure they are. They're cars. So he's- 
The cars, mm-hmm. I guess Rolls Royce are the ones where you hire people to drive you in. Bentleys are sort of that mix of you either drive yourself and you pay right. 300 grand for a car or yeah, you're paying someone to drive you. Right. But like, it's a two door coupe. So it's, it's gotta be like, he drives himself in it. Yeah. 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 And it's convertible, you know, the top comes down. It's some good stuff there. Yeah. It's um, tacky yeah. as fuck. Hell yeah, dude. But that's exact <laughs> it's exactly what Limp Biscuit needs. So oh, they, he takes it and he's like, I'm gonna take all my friends in this vehicle. Also, we're going to simultaneously play at the World Trade Center at night. Or is the story that him and his friends are getting in this car to go play at the World Trade Center? <laughs> that's what Fred Durst was doing there. He was just waiting for a ride. He's trying to call a yeah. cab, and then he's like, Oh, guess I'll go pick up my friends in this two-door convertible. That can definitely yeah. hold like five to six people. Yeah, exactly. He's like one of my friends. I'm not going to stop for him. He will have to jump in. Yeah, one of them rides on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one of them has to run up alongside the car and jump in. It was a terrible vehicle to steal. Yeah. Couldn't get a caddy. So, seriously. Yeah, at least just trade it. Be like, hey, I got this car. Ben Stiller needs it back in 30 minutes, but you can have it. Also, if you give him your, your big car. Having it be a Cadillac would make more sense because he references caddies in the song. So That's right. Why were they like, oh yeah, let's go with a Bentley. Yeah, I wonder if that was just Ben Stiller's car. He's <laughs> like, I'll That's bring it to set. Valid, actually. That would make a lot of sense. That would make sense. Just like casually so flexing. Yeah. So there's kind of three like main shots we get in this besides like your establishing shots of, of the World Trade Centers. We get Fred Durst in the car picking up his friends and then they, they get in the car with him and drive. We get Fred Durst in the disco space with his backup Durst dancers and yep. they're all wearing his uniform and then we get them playing on the World Trade Center. We get some shots like aerial shots of that. I like the backup Durst dancer scenes. It's so like just not like, what you would expect. Yeah, it's just very like fun, campy choreogra- choreography. Choreogre. Choreogres. <laughs> um yeah, it is and it's very like big. He he kind of tries to turn the chorus into some kind of like hands up, hands down dance. It looks ridiculous, yeah, but he does it. It doesn't doesn't stick. No one no, no. one was doing the durst back in the day. <laughs> Come on, everybody, do the dirt. <laughs> and if they were, they were getting jumped in high school. For sure. So we, we start to see him do the dance. And I guess this is the cameo from famous breakdancer Mr. Wiggles, where the he's he's the guy wearing this this brown trilby and he's working with one of the limp biscuit guys doing some shitty like arm wave breakdancing. Oh. Okay, yeah, because when you're mentioning breakdancing earlier, I was like, ooh. When, when I don't. That I was like, "Who the fuck is it? It's got to be that guy." I'm surprised they didn't have him like as a, one of the the Durst girls. <laughs> he should have been like the Durst, and then the Durst girls would have been around him. Yeah, exactly. Or like in front of Fred Durst, doing some like cool moves to sort yeah. of hype up Fred Durst's shitty little hands up, hands down. Hands up, hands down. Yeah, and then Durst has somebody else to kind of interact with and then be like, hey, look at this cool guy doing cool things. Exactly. You point to him and you say, see, I'm like him. We're wearing the same uniform. Exactly. You think he's me by association, so now (laughs) I'm cooler. (laughs) Any other big fun moments in this? Who the... What what, what was the guy that was dressed as, like, 
a skeleton man. Yeah, he's like a rave skeleton. Very I believe that's Wes Borland. I could be wrong. Is he like the bassist, the lead guitarist, he's, or something? He's the guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because like it kind of goes hard, but it's also awful. Yeah, that's sort of the Limp Biscuit like family crest. Goes hard, but is awful. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> it just reminds me of like it's 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 not like My Chemical Romance. But it's not like um, Slipknot either. It's like a weird in between ground. Yeah, because it's yeah, you're like it's they're not emo kids, but they're also not like they're not Slipknot. This hardcore sort of like spooky band. Exactly. But this like does that guy play all his shows like that, or was this a one off? I don't know because in there is another music video I didn't send you by the Punk Rock Factory, and they have a guy dressed up like him in it. And so I don't know if it's his constant look or if it is just the the look. Let's see. I'm looking at okay, it looks like he does a lot of costumes. Uh 27 greatest on stage costumes from Planet Radio UK here. Okay, so he does change it up, so that's good. Yeah, he changes it up. He's got a lot of and they are like horror inspired things. Um he's sometimes he's a little spooky guy, sometimes he's a bigger spooky guy. It's yeah, it looks like it's just a bunch of spooky kind of get-ups. So this was maybe just the one for this music video. That's fair. I, and like like I said, I, I like it. I, I like the coat part. I hate the mask part. Yeah. It just looks like a mask. Halloween mask. Yeah. So when they, that was the one thing I noticed in, in the Punk Rock Factory videos, that they just use face paint and things, and I thought that looked a little better, having like just a white skull. Did you but, s- yeah. Did you send me the video for the Punk Rock? I didn't because I didn't think I was going to talk about it, but now here we are. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that mostly covers my points about um, the music video, other than the fact that Fred Durst clearly did nine eleven. Yeah, nine eleven was a Limp Biscuit job. I've been saying it. It just makes sense. It just yeah, the numbers add up, folks. I mean, some people claim that you know Israeli Mossad agents had something to do with nine eleven. Some people want Fred Durst to play in Israel. All I'm saying yeah. is the, the connections are there. Yeah, the answers are out there. I don't want to believe, but at this point, I have to believe. Is Fred Durst the only thing that can bring peace to the Middle East? Well, I don't know for sure, but I know that there are some covers that we need to talk about because we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're hitting an hour 20 here. All right, let's hit them. Turns out talking about taxi driver for 10 minutes off the top is not a great way to start things <laughs> on that's, track. That's debatable. <laughs> Vitamin String Quartet, 2004. <laughs> guys are uh string studio musicians they do instrumental stuff they've been talked about a lot on this show before uh this one's pretty simple i thought it had a pretty good energy to it though what do you think i liked it the fucking cello the entire time had this terrible like reverb oh yeah i can um, believe that it, like the the string um i get like reverb's the only way i know how to describe it or i just i i called it the string wiggle okay yeah where you know like bass instruments 
have like especially if they're unplugged or just like right so it's just can, like bottoming out a bit or something yeah yeah exactly and that drove me crazy that's all i could focus on okay i was focused on how in the verses it kind of sounds like hollaback girl that's it okay <laughs> I, I i have it ri- written down i was like what this violin violinist sounds so familiar what is it's that? It's like na 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 Exactly. Thank you. Getting everyone fired up. That was driving me crazy. Yeah, it was weird because I would listen to this and I was like, why the fuck is Hollaback Girl stuck in my head now? Um yeah, and a bit of that like bottoming out in the in the bass section, but I think your your mid zone it's pretty good on this. There's a good energy. It is bump a bump a bump 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 dun 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 like it it makes for a good like they don't lose like speed on this. They don't try to slow it down and turn it into some baroque piece. They're like we're gonna do heavy strings. Yeah, I agree. It it sounds a little disjointed. Like it sounds a little more like a jam band than it does like they had a coherent follow through in it, but. I also don't listen to a lot of string quartets, so it, that just kind of might be what happens when you get for sure a handful of uh, instruments together like that. Yeah, and like, well, you're losing out on what we've called like the strong point of the song, which is that chorus, the rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, you you don't you don't have that. You have strings. If you get rid of the vocals in, uh, in 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 the song. Is it just Hollaback Girl? Um, not necessarily. It's because, like, the instrumental track is not Hollaback Girl. It's specifically this violin doing the vocal melody. Where does Sounds that come like from, though? Hollaback Girl. I don't know, man. Is, is, <laughs> is that them trying to sound like Limp Bizkit? Like, in I the... guess it is that high Fred Durst noise. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it's, you're right, because it doesn't actually sound like the way he does the verses or anything, but it is used for the verses. Exactly, yeah. It's a strange thing. I'll tell you this, though. I bet you could trick somebody into, if you play this, the Vitamin String Quartet version, you could trick somebody into thinking that this was Final Fantasy music, but like done by an uh, orchestra. Yeah, I can see that, especially like, like new Final yeah. Fantasy. Like, yeah, Final Fantasy X. <laughs> this song uh, plays. Yeah, exactly. Or the <laughs> the the road trip one. Like oh, yeah, Final Fantasy XV. That's it. You'd be like, yeah, they had Florence and Machine do the intro track. <laughs> boss, <laughs> boss music's done by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. We were talking about how Fred Durst just kind of has his hands in everything. Yeah, he's working in the background here. He's He could be in it. Could be organizing um, it could be organizing it but he he certainly reached japan in some way because our next cover is sunset bus in 2007 yeah i i i did like this one it's very ska yeah it's super ska punk but i i it took me a while to figure out that it was Japanese because like I could pick up on an accent. And I was trying to figure out if that was just like, you know, them just kind of mumbling the lyrics or if it was an yeah. actual accent. 
no, yeah, they're they're very Japanese and it's uh it's great. I love I love because they kind of like chop things up in a strange way because of it, and it it just makes the song like the lyrics suck in the song anyway. So the fact that they're not hitting words like on the dot is fine by me. Exactly. It um um the the chorus though when they are singing rolling rolling rolling. It, yeah, it just sounds like they're saying lonely, lonely, lonely. I was like, I kind of like that better. Yeah, they kind of hit their L's and R's like uh, naturally. That's part of the the Japanese dialect is that those don't always come through, but they hit it about like maybe twenty five percent of the time. And so, yeah, it's you kind of pick up different words. You're like, is he saying Lolan? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm having to laugh at this. Or, I mean, it does blur together. But yeah, there is something like very upbeat about this version. They feel very happy. Oh, 100%. It's ska. Of course, it's going to be happy. Yeah, but like even it starts out with like some distorted guitar, and you're like, okay, it's going to be pretty straightforward. And then they give you a little skank, that little bam, 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 and you're like, oh, yeah. Me and the boys are having a good time. They like trade lines back and forth, but it doesn't give that like heavy energy of like Durst and DMX trading lines back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't sound like people trauma dumping. <laughs> No, it's yeah, it has like it's funny because it has almost like Irish punk energy of like pub music where like keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? And you're like, yeah, we're having a great time at the pub with my boys. <laughs> the suburban neighborhood pub. <laughs> keep rolling, yeah. rolling, rolling. <laughs> it feels like the most like these are just some good time boys in your neighborhood. They're not like hoodlums or anything. Yeah, exactly. You could convince me these are like middle aged dudes. Oh yeah, but uh, um, just having a blast. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, they do a good switch up around uh, one twenty eight for the like calling out all the groups first, where they just do these like stings, dance, 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 and they're like pimp daddies, these guys, these other guys, some more guys. You're like, all right. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't do the 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 hip hop version. I'm so glad. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some good, like, they do a little kind of chill-out guitar for, like, a couple, like, ten seconds, maybe, just before the two-minute mark. This this one was great, and it's a demo, apparently, so they, like, did this and then didn't finish it, but I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I quite liked it. I I checked yeah. my notes, and I was, apparently I enjoyed the, the, like, breakdown they had in the middle. Yeah, it gets, it's like, good stuff. I think it's pretty, like, chill vibes in the middle, and then they, they pick it up again. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's just like it's that ska punk good energy. I could skank to this. I could skank to this all night long, um, but we can't because we got to talk about the lounge kittens in 2015. So these these ladies are an English comedy lounge band formed in Southampton in 2012. Yeah, I didn't realize they're British until they started talking. Yeah, so they do they do like a talking segment for the uh the like hey, you can't fuck with Limp Biscuit thing. But this is predominantly piano and and harmony vocals. That's really like instrumentally what's happened here. Yeah. And it, like it's solid and it's, it's good like barbershop quartet sort of vibe yeah it starts out on a good vibe with that piano because it comes in pretty hard it's and you're like all right we're going places and then it just like 
veers hard into campy harmony vocals. I'm like, okay, maybe we'll get some more instruments or something in here, but we we don't. They're good harmonies. Yeah, I won't deny that. Yeah, exactly. It's very like you know middle aged barbershop quartet. Where it's like for sure. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good. They they did their best and they they uh made a fun little music video where they might have rented a Ferrari and then treated it like shit. Yeah, it's it is I think the music video does a lot to make this version better to me because I do think they have a lot of fun in the music video. Um some key things to point out in this version though. They do like we said they do the talking of the you can't fuck with one biscuit, but they say you can't fuck with the kittens. And so they they alter their lyrics a bit instead of this platinum thing they do they do this harmony thing, which okay I feel like a lot of bands could do harmonies but if that's what you hang your hat on I I mean respect to not claiming to having platinums when you don't <laughs> fair <laughs> yeah you you can't steal valor like that yeah exactly <laughs> um and they do like a real slowdown for the hey ladies and fellas section. I think that would have benefited from having one of them do like a lead that they could echo on because it just kind of gets a little too slow there for me. It's, hey, fellas, hey, ladies, and all the people who don't give a fuck. You're like, all right, yeah, let's let's get a little more life in here. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought, so I'm just going to move to my other train of thought that I had. Um, I, I, I hope to God that was a rental Ferrari because they're just like rubbing sequins on the paint and like oh, yeah. kicking their feet against it and shit. And that, that drove me up the wall. <laughs> so let's talk about the music video. It opens with them playing piano. They're all wearing leopard print and singing there. They move to a couch where they are, uh, they're enjoying champagne and singing there. And then they, they roll around in front of a, a fireplace wearing some Fred Durst uniforms, which is fun. And oh, then we yeah. get to, to, to vehicle abuse here. So this is a Ferrari. Is that better or worse than a Bentley Azure? Uh, I like a Ferrari better. You're probably okay. going to get a lot more reliability out of the Bentley. But, you know, they're both absurdly expensive vehicles. And right. there's no benefit to owning either of them other than they go fast and name recognition. And- Name recognition. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, they first first offense, three people in a two seater car. Unacceptable. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then yeah, there's some not like aggressive butt rubbing come uh like fifty-five seconds. And she's wearing the sequin dress. Now what kind of damage is that gonna do to a vehicle here? Well, it's gonna put swirls in the clear coat. You're gonna have to have mm. someone come and buff the Buff the clear po- clear coat and then polish it. It's a whole yeah. ordeal. But if it wears down to the paint, like you know how expensive it is to get a Ferrari paint job. Oh, I bet it's pretty expensive. It's like ten thousand dollars. Something I mean, stupid. Yeah. Gotta be. Which so there's car-, car abuse. Did they rent it for the music video, or do they just know someone that owns a Ferrari? I mean, that's a question only the kittens have the answer to. Do one of them own the Ferrari? I would hate to rent. I would never rent a Ferrari for a music video shoot for my band that doesn't, you know, probably sustain my living. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the other thing is the house they're in. Is that their, one of their houses? Because it's a pretty nice house. Oh, it's a pretty but nice like, house. I feel like they... I, it's hard to say because... You know, sometimes people just 
come from money. And then they just do shit like this with that money. But they try to play like they don't at the end because they they're rolling their car, they're pushing it because they ain't got no gas in it. Yeah, at the end of the it's video, they're old like Chrysler Sebring, but I th- yeah, yeah. Now, where does that compare to a Bentley and a Ferrari? <laughs> um, it's kind of like it's kind of like comparing Limp Bizkit's vocals to like Redman. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. So it's not very good. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty low. So the fun part of this music video really is, though, where they say rolling, 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 and they're always either literally rolling, like rolling around on the ground or over a car, or they're pretending to ride skateboards, or they're doing curlers in their hair and rolling those up, rolling dough out at another point. They like to roll. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's fun vibes. It's cute. I'll I'll give them that. It's just... You really want to know what what happened to the car. (laughs) Exactly. I want to know where the car came from. Let's see. Um, let's see if any comments here in the YouTube are about the car. Um, no, no, nothing about the car in here, Steven. Uh, 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 please be on Limp's next album. Nope. <laughs> I, think I think it's a fun cover. So cool. If you will cover every band, it would be fun to hear you guys seeing Rammstein. Uh, <laughs> about the car. Sorry, Steven. <laughs> You're alone in your car concerns. Um, Guess the car community and. Barbershop quartets don't cover or don't uh, overlap. Don't overlap all that much. That that seems fair. Um, but I'll tell you what kind of overlaps a lot is this version and the next version, which is Robin Adele Anderson in 2020. Move in and move out, hands up, now hands down, back up, back up, tell me what you gonna do now. Breathe in, now breathe out, hands up, now hands down, back up, back up, tell me what you gonna do now. So she's one of these like throwback artists. She she comes from the Scott Bradley's modern jukebox like farm of singers. Oh, okay. She, som- she sometimes does her own shit. That makes sense. So this is rolling by way of country and specifically by way of the theme song for the ancient television show Rawhide. What? You familiar with are you familiar with the American Western television series Rawhide? Oh, of course. Um aired from the 1959 to 1965? Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, I was negative 62? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were kind of, you were, you were in the universe, but you weren't, you hadn't, like, coalesced into a human being yet. Steven Reynolds' energy was out there, you know, energy doesn't die, it just changes form. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'm kind of like the Dalai Lama. Yeah, there's a Stephen Reynolds every generation. <laughs> Basically, what happens is when they think uh, I've been reincarnated, they put Limp Biscuits, uh, Chocolate Starfish, and Hot Dog Water album in front of me, and uh, I have to make sure I pick the the right one. Oh, okay, yeah, I see. If I pick anything else than other than Roland, a, yeah, a well known classic that I <laughs> <laughs> I knew that there were two versions. <laughs> Yeah, because but you know deep in your heart to play the fucking track, so <laughs> exactly every time. <laughs> so yeah, this the 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 song Rawhide, um, goes rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, and, I do know that. Yeah, I because this was what was throwing me off in this one. I was like, I know I've heard that before, and it's because my mother used to sing it around the house. I was like, is my mother Robin Adele Anderson? No, turns out <laughs> she just like the television series Rawhide, which this rips its chorus from. Okay, that makes sense. I quite like this one. This one was this is a fun, like, 
folky country. Yeah, I'd say the production on this is solid. Um, I think in terms of like, it's just, and we get this with covers at this point. I'm like, why are we doing this? The lounge kittens. I understand it's comedy sunset bus. I understand it was a demo and they're playing around with it. They have a great time. Vitamin string quartet. That's just kind of their business is cover a thing. See if it's popular. But, like, why is Robin Adele Anderson covering this, and what is she trying to pull out of the lyrics? Like, she's a singer. Yeah. And, like, yeah, there's not much to the lyrics. Yeah. And, and it, she doesn't even make the move that the, the Lounge Kittens do, which is to change some of those to, to make them relevant to themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, realistically, I did not pay that much attention to the singing, because... You know, I just listened to the the kittens lounge music, and I was like, okay, same same kind of like very similar, yeah, yeah, exactly. Three women singing in chorus. Um, yeah, I I really like the like bluegrass um, inch, uh, instrumental they had behind them, especially the violinist who looks like he could have been in like a Limp Bizkit cover cover band. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's just a bald dude with a soul patch. It's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're doing it, is they found him at the studio, and they're like, hey, we can, we can do Limp Bizkit. He's like, great. <laughs> I like I to imagine my he's part. the one that pitched it. He's just a yeah. violinist at the studio, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to do a cover of Limp Bizkit? And they're like, no. And he's like, all right. They had just some extra studio time, and they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, it's going to go to waste anyway, so might as well. Yeah, and it, like, yeah, any part of the instrumentation to pick up the violin is the only one that isn't really doing like an oompa kind of like up down rhythm. He's actually getting in some like exciting pieces. Yeah, exactly. He's 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 got some some character. Yeah, and that as that's also what's missing in the uh, this platinum shit right here verse because is character because we get her. We get Robin doing her best, and then her backing singers, Sarah Krause and Julianne Daly, give the most lifeless like interpretation of the the other person. Ask question like why? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh? Why? Okay. Uh, uh, why are you talking to me? What is the hierarchy in that band? Uh, it's very clear. Robin Adele Anderson. Um. Then the two backing singers, just because they have to be the next in line. And then like limp biscuit fiddle guy. He's, he's last place. Unfortunately, that's true. Um, he was like the shortest one. Yeah. He's barely, you barely even know he's there. Uh, you have to go just based on visuals. So, and it makes sense. Cause yeah, violent guy, because he likes limp biscuit is in last place drummer because he plays the drum is second last stand up bassist. She's um just above the drummer rhythm guitarist is just above her. Okay. We'll say more visible. At least their stand up bassist didn't have the awful, like uh, biggest vibration. Yeah. That's there's better production value on this for sure. They do their little hand dance too. That's fun. Someone touches the camera and they just didn't cut it. Or redo the shoot, which I get. Yeah, she says here, she says quite proudly in the uh, the comments, or, or in her description, she says, all my videos are done live using one take. So it's fair. So, they, that's fair. Yeah, what did what do point do they touch the camera at? I missed that. So, like, uh, last quarter, I think, you just see the camera, like, wiggle. Oh, it's like the angle changes, yeah. Like it looks like someone bumped into it. 
Okay. Which is funny. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I see it there. That's uh, like 317. <laughs> For those who want to see the uh, the camera bump, it's a 317. Yeah, I want to see the, fa- the famous camera bump. Absolutely famous camera bump. Well known. Um, yeah, so this is what she was doing, doing during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Getting in a tight room with her friends <laughs> and doing s- s- single-take recordings. <laughs> Spitting on each other. Yeah, this one is fine. I don't think there's a lot to it. I think I would take the lounge kittens over Robin Adele Anderson if I'm if I'm being real. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I the vocals on both of them just blend into nothingness, and I just like the the instruments. That's fair. When that when I found out that half of the half of uh, what's your face is Robin's version is just an old TV theme song. I'm like, wait, come on. Yeah, it's and that was a weird one to pull in from. I yeah, wonder. It's like a weird cut. I wonder if they're like, oh, it's sort of like a country song at the beginning. Let's mm-hmm. countryify it. Yeah, they, they they're like, hey, what about this song? All rap hot. Now they're like, country sick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got the wrong lyrics to the hip hop version. Yeah. <laughs> I wish somebody did the hip hop version. Yeah, me too. Unfortunately, not. We got one last cover. It's the Punk Rock Factory in 2021. Arguably Um, the best. Argue like they're the most like they hug straight to it. They've got a good production value, and they seem they seem good, but like they're just like maybe two by the book or something. It's yeah. not the most exciting version. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's, uh, it's like what we we're saying before. We're like, it is for all intents and purposes, better than the original original, but forgettable. It just had no yeah. character. It, just, it, had it was no just character. a good punk song. Yeah. Even he does this kind of like fight announcer, ladies and gentlemen, kind of voice at the beginning. And it just doesn't, carry into anything it just it doesn't it all melts away yeah um what yeah what is interesting about this one is they're the only ones i think who do on the like hey ladies hey fellas people don't give a fuck the very annoying vocals oh interesting i didn't catch on that I I caught on because it's it's so fu- I, I forgot to even mention the original but that we went. We went. <laughs> Fucking annoying as hell. Get a ringtone notification. I'm sure Limp Bizkit probably had ringtone notif- notifications back in the day. Oh, for sure just they did. them shouting, We went. We went. <laughs> Fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Get in a fight um, with your girl. All you hear is, We went. We went. We went. Fucking break my phone. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Clean to the woods, man. Um, yeah, so kind of like tough guy vocals without the like whiny limp biscuit sections. Um, a lot of throw your hands up from the backing vocals. This one sounds how I remembered this song sounding. Cause I did not remember uh Fred Durst's whiny vocals at all. A hundred percent. Even listened to it this week, I was like, oh, did we flip around to the start again? It's limp biscuits on. <laughs> no, it's just it's another band. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's good. It's great. It's good yeah, enough. Honestly. Yeah, it's like, 
forgettable, but if it came on, I'd be like, hey, this is all right. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'll be throwing, like, and that's the thing. I think I'd rather pick the original and throw that up on my workout playlist than this one. Just For sure. Because it, it does have that juxtaposition of, like, the weird vocals and then the fun chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, you know what? Yeah. But let's get into our final verdicts here. Let's talk about it. Worst version, best version, and our third category today, uh, best workout version. Let's make it a category. Let's yeah. do it. Steven, what's Hell the worst version really. of this song? Worst version is Vitamin String Quartet because that fucking bass vibration is going to make me scream. Get them sick them, Steven. Learn how to produce your instruments properly, VSQ. You're supposed to be professionals. Straight up. And I don't know if it's just like the speakers I have, but like it's all I could focus on. Yeah, that's uh, it sucks when you get that like thing and it's like, oh, I can only hear the bad parts now. Well, yeah, <laughs> now I've heard it. It's all I can hear. I literally went around my room to make sure like it wasn't like a box or something that was sitting too close to one of the speakers vibrating. Right. And no, no. nope, it's just the song. Just the song. Well, damn. Going hard for VSQ. That one wasn't the worst for me. I think for me, I do maybe just have a bone to pick with Robin Dell Anderson, but that was the worst one for me. It just felt like there was no clear reason to do it besides getting some YouTube views, which maybe that's fine. Vitamin String Quartet's doing the same thing. But Vitamin String Quartet made me think of Hollaback Girl and Final Fantasy, which are positive <laughs> things. <laughs> In fairness, that does embody the early 2000s pretty well for us. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, it's the money. Uh, Steven, best version of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be the hip-hop version, an urban assault vehicle. Urban assault vehicle. There you go, yeah. It's good um, all around. Good all around? Is it because you like the like all of the cameos? All of the, yeah. All of the, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if it did not have, like, I, majority of the Wu-Tang? Two of however many members are in Wu-Tang? Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. Is like, I feel f- like there's four? Five members? Five would make sense. How many of them are dead? Okay, member. Oh, there's a lot of members. You forget. There's a lot of like. There's some of them have. Like, so there's the Rizza, the Jizza, Inspected Deck, You God, Ghostface Killer, Method Man, Raekwon, Master Killer, and Capadonis. They have one member of uh, <laughs> of Wu Tang on this. Really? Red Man, yeah. Red Man is not. Uh, he's his own thing. He's oh. his own Red Man. Old Dirty Bastard used to be a member, so. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Red no, Man's great. on the Def Jam label. That's his thing. Yeah, and also DMX big, is great. Big names. People like people like him. He's good. He got people it. love DMX. Rest in peace to a real one. Seriously. Yeah, I was bummed out when he died. Yeah, me too. I realized I've never actually like actively gone to Spotify and checked his songs until he died, and then I did, and I was like, these are pretty good. Yeah, like these are great. He's a good guy. Growing up, all you know is the one song, and you're like, yeah, that's 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 the song. That's the good one. That's the good one. And then there's that clip of him online, like, trying to use a computer. <laughs> They're like, do you know how to check your email? And he's like, no, this shit's fucked. They, like, try to get him to, like, Google himself or something, and it's a whole ordeal. It's pretty funny. Charming guy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's I the like thing. That I feel like I feel like outside of his persona is sort of created, I feel like he's, he'd be a chill, interesting person. Yeah, for sure. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about best version. So you've done Urban Assault Vehicle. I'm going with Sunset Bus, baby. Nothing but good vibes, good energy. Me and me and the boys from Japan just having a laugh at the pub. 
That's true. I liked it. It was really, it was really fun. I don't yeah. think I can ever say Ska is the best, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're filling in for Alex, so technically you, you are obligated to think Ska is the best. Don't get me wrong. I love Ska, but Ska is never the best. <laughs> I don't know, dog. It was for me today. It's like um, polka music. It's like polka. It is, kind of. It's a like, similar rhythm. You know, polka music is the best music to dance to, bar none. Right. But it's not the best music. No. That's, you know what, fair point. It's all about context, baby. And that's what our third category is all about, context. Working out, Steven, which one of these are you throwing on? Oh, I'm putting on the kittens, my dude. Yeah, brother. (laughs) Because you get mad thinking about that car destruction. (laughs) Exactly. Where'd you get the Ferrari? (laughs) No, original Limp Bizkit. It's it's just good. It's just good. Oh, yeah. Fine. Rock rock and roll air raid vehicle, or you do an urban assault vehicle? Uh, Rock and roll one. Uh, Air raid. All right. Air raid. I really wish they did a different naming convention for both of them. I know, right? What the fuck is with this naming convention? Like, like rolling loud and, and rolling hard or something. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Even if you just abbreviated it and called it UAV and ARV, I'd be I've, okay. I don't yeah. have to know what those mean. A-okay with that. Would love it. Um, yeah, stupid naming convention. I'm going to go. I'm going to take your worst for my workout. I'm going to go Vitamin String Quartet. Kind of, kind of dips into the conversation we had off mic about muscular Christianity, which is something we discovered today. And I feel like you know those strings, very church-like. Get some of those muscles for God, baby. That's what I'm about today. True, you get that blasting on some good acoustics, so you could really hear that vibration. Yeah, I'll ha- I think yeah, and there might be something like medically sound about that, like vibrating my muscles with that bass sound will make them stronger. Yeah, you got to do what the hippies do and get in touch with your frequency response. Yeah, but I spell it like F R E A K frequency. Uh, frequency frequency response. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, and that is our final verdicts today. Uh, if you got a similar opinion, different opinion, you want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, of which there are not a lot, you can hit us up on the app, formerly known as Twitter. We're still there. Uh, hashtag Cover Me Pod at Jake the Cressy. You can still add some Alex Wise guy. You can even add Steven. He's at like S Reynolds or something. Yeah, I'm on- it's not really on there though. Blue, you're on blue sky now. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. So if you're on blue sky, you can have Steven there if you can find him. <laughs> um, you can also rate and review us. You know, we're on. Oh, you can email us, is what I meant to say first. You can also email this shit to us at covermepod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Everything's accepted there. Be sure to rate and review us. We are on Apple Podcasts, YouTube Music. Um, the dying Google podcasts. We're still there for now. Uh, Amazon podcasts. We're even kind of on Spotify. Now, uh, Steven, do you want to plug anything? Where can people find you? For um, positive reasons. You can find me at my house. <laughs> I'm, I'm back Dude. to the unemployment that yeah, I, I think previously was entrepreneurial summer. Now it's That's more right. just like uh, dumping resume winters. Okay, it's taxi driver winter. You're just going to be doing a lot of push-ups. Yep, I'm going to temper my skin against some flames. Yeah, uh, build some some mechanisms. Get weird about 16-year-olds. You know how it <laughs> Hell is. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so if you got a job for Steven, hook him up. He's good at what he does. Yeah, I do like uh, IT stuff. He does like IT stuff. I play with um, pewters. 
He plays with the pewters. Hey, it worked before. Last time you you said that you needed a job on Cover Me, I think you got it like a week later. <laughs> it's the Cover Me blessing. It's going to work this time. Um, Steven, since you are a guest, I do have a bonus segment as if we're not running long enough. <gasps> it's going to be quick. It's called, I'm calling this segment, so you're a Limp Biscuit fan, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're breaking up. So we're losing connection on the call. <laughs> going through a tunnel man uh, <laughs> um so i've got an article here called 10 lyrics that prove limp biscuit was the stupidest band of the 90s <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read out these lyrics and you're gonna tell me if you can if you know the song it's from <laughs> uh we're just gonna get right into it so the first one is so you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah um that's clearly from the song um my way no, I'm so sorry. If I give you the full quote, I don't want to give you the full quote because it's a lot oh, I did it. Would have been sin- so easy. I did it all for the nookie. Come on, the nookie. Come on. So you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah. I know there's a song called like Nookie or something. That's right. You got oh, it. Congratulations, yeah. Steve. Steven, real <laughs> Limp Biscuit fan. <clears throat> all right. Here's another one. I don't know how easy this is going to be. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Nobody owes me a thing. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Maybe I'll go eat worms. <laughs> <laughs> is that behind blue eyes? No. That's a, that's a cover of a song by the who. This song surprisingly is called nobody loves me. see. That would have made too much sense. That's like, no, I know. Okay. This one should be a fucking gimme. Move in, now move out. Hands up, now hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're going to do now. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's an um, air raid vehicle, right? Yes, that's okay, correct. Okay, good. I would have accepted urban assault vehicle. I believe it's in both. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's important. Next up, we've got, I thank God, Mom and Dad, Adriana, the sky for the love I feel inside. Jordan, my fat-ass band, without him I'd be nothing but a pumpkin shoved inside a can. Oh, that's obviously Hot Dog. No. That is, show me what you got. I think they reuse lyrics. (laughs) Oh, do they? That would make the most sense. That's the only logical response. They also they list showing what you got on this twice with another line here. Coming raw with no corrections, saving all perfections for what I do with my erections. Would you've got that? See, it would have made more sense because then hot dogs and erections. Hot dogs that makes sense. Raw, yeah. Boners. I'm pretty sure hot dog water is about dick water. But go dick on. Water. Okay, that would make sense. Um, maybe life is up and down, but my life's been what till now? I crawled up your butt somehow, and that's when things got turned around. Does that break stuff? No, that is the song Boiler. Damn, that was actually going to be my second guess. Shit, I, I could feel it in your paw. <laughs> He's got two. Uh, this next one, we could give it a try because you never know. Maybe we could be soulmates, but maybe not, or maybe so. If you never try, then you'll never know. The grass could be greener, and it'll always be greener on the other side. But you just never know. This could be the one. My way. Nope, that song is called The One. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one it's just one of these days or one of those days right? it's just one of those days feeling like a freight train first one to complain leaves with a blood stain oh well leaves, leaves with a blood stain that's, that's clearly gotta be um, 
I'll, I'll give you a hint. You have guessed this song before incorrectly. So it's Does it one break of the stuff? That's right, baby. Hell yeah. All right, we got one more. It's, uh, if I say fuck two more times, that's 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. <laughs> Why do I think I've seen a game show where they're like, is it Limp Biscuit or is it My Chemical Romance? But no, that's that's a different. Those were different <laughs> bands. That was a different band. Um, uh, but I, I think they're very in the vein of Limp Biscuit. I'm stalling while I look through Spotify songs. Um, I'll, I'll give yeah. you another hint. You've also already guessed this one. Is that one my way? No, this is Hot Dog. <laughs> Damn it. All right, we got another one coming up here. Life is overwhelming. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I'd love to be the one to disappoint you when I don't fall down. I have actually heard that song. Okay. Have I guessed this one already? No, I don't think so. Is this one Full Nelson? No, this one is rearranged. Okay, okay, so, that makes so you're, sense. Uh, that you're makes two sense. out of ten on 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 the, the lyrics quiz. It's arguably better than I could probably do with like my favorite singers. So, so there you go. Uh, Truly biscuit fan. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Reynolds. That does it for our bonus segment, and that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Um, and as we always say on Cover Me, one, two, three times two to the six, jonesing for your fix of that Cover Me mix.